Welcome back to part two of our Nerd Friday Summer Special, where we're counting down the top 10 things you can do to nerd out this summer. We're picking up where we left off last week at number five. And if you missed part one, stop what you're doing and head on over to nerdfriday.com to catch up. I had a hard time ordering this list. We really did. Um, But I guess let's just get right into this. Number five. Number five. On the... Um, the list. Oh, and actually, before pause before we get into this, we have a special guest oh, yeah. today. Also, special guest. Special guest. You Hello. Remember, you remember him from the Star Wars episode and from our Summer Games episode? We've got Chris, Chris Holstein, the corrector. Hi. Holstein. Hi, I'm Chris Holstein. You might remember me from such episodes as the <laughs> Star Wars episode and. Summer games. Summer and games. Summer games. And in case you don't know, Chris is also the host of a great podcast called Quickie Pod. So Quickie Pod. Find it on iTunes. Find us on iTunes. And find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Quickie Pod. And um, it's about the Simpsons, so get your mind on out of the gutter. Yeah. All right. If you yeah. like the Simpsons, you'll like Quickie Pod. You'll like Quickie Pod. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll hate it, and then you'll just be an asshole. I guess I don't know. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. What's that from? Big Lebowski. <laughs> that scene where they're they're bowling and they're bowling. then yeah. 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 All right. So now let's get into okay, this. So, number five. Number five on this list of the things nerdy things you got to do this summer. Cook something. Hey, cook something. What are you saying? Cooking, cooking, not nerdy. Cook. It's nerdy. Come on. If you don't think it's nerdy enough, you want to bring it into the twenty. 20- Second century. I don't We're talking know. molecular gastronomy here. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are familiar, I, I mentioned a couple of ago, episodes ago, I saw Richard Blaze um, of Top Chef fame. Top Chef. And he was super charismatic, so much fun. And he was making margaritas with liquid nitrogen. He had this big like mixer. Like you do when you're at home. When you're at home and you've got your mixer and your liquid nitrogen. The poor girl that was helping him, this, his sous chef, she looked terrified. He was like, You've got gloves, right? No? Okay, that's fine. Just don't get any on you. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great. Um, But yeah, so uh, there's lots of things you can do. There's Obviously, there's liquid nitrogen type things. But you can also use, it's like called a smoking gun. It's like a, you know, a smoker. Or I think it's like a vaporizer that you put wood chips in instead. Um, You know, it's like science meets food. But yeah, Richard Blaze's book uh, just came out like um, this spring it's got some really fun recipes in it. And the cool thing about it is he actually has uh, a version you can make. And then like the 2.0 and the 2.0 is where you pull out the liquid nitrogen and the other stuff. So like the original versions you could actually feasibly make in your kitchen at home. I mean, is liquid nitrogen a thing that like a private individual can acquire these days? I would assume you can acquire it. I just can't imagine it's easy to deal with. And yeah, you know, but, I mean, for if if you're telling people to get into molecular gastronomy, I don't think that's like probably the first DIY step. Kits? You should get do. Yeah, there are definitely home molecular gastronomy kits. You can okay. get them at thinkgeek.com and amazon.com and a bunch of different places. And right. a lot of that has to do with like um, sphere spherifying foods. Yeah, know, I've like, seen those. And um, it's cool. I have I actually haven't tried any of these kits. I've been wanting to do something myself, but I haven't. Another technique you could sous vide things. You can actually sous vide, sous vide, uh, which is essentially like cooking in a plastic bag. But oh, you yeah. see it a lot happening on Top Chef, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, that's a risky move." It's a risky move. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but there's ways to do it at home. Um, and, you know, like I said, the Richard Blaze book is really cool. Uh, there's another great book called The Modernist Cuisine. Um, it's not a huge, it's, giant book. It's actually ridiculous. And I, I don't. I can't imagine anybody actually going out and buying this book. It's like six hundred dollars. Unless you're obsessed with cooking. Wait, what? It's a six volume. It's like an encyclopedia. Oh. It's a six volume book by Nathan Merville. Yeah. Um, Big. It's, but it's pretty rad. Like it'd be a, if somebody would like to gift it to me. I would, yeah. I would happily take that gift. I mean, you just gave them the free advertising, so I'm this sure episode exactly. they should just, buy the modernist cuisine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're they're mailing one right now. <laughs> And then there's um, there's a bunch of books like Molecular Gastronomy by Herr of Teese is a great supposed to be a great book. Um, and there's a book called Cooking for Geeks, um, and it's not really about molecular gastronomy necessarily anything, but it's like cooking and it's like breaks it down into the science, like you know, oh. like what's happening at this temperature, why you why like water boils at this temperature, and like why meat what happens to meat and what the breakdown of vegetables and stuff. It's pretty. It looks pretty cool. What's that one? Serious Eats? Serious Is that, that Eats? one show? Oh, no. Good Eats. With Good Eats. Brown. His yeah. books are also pretty amazing. because yeah. That show's kind of like that, right? Yeah. He could, breaks into the science of things. Yeah, he's like a Bill Nye, the science yeah. guy. Yeah, very food. scientific. And I, I think it's great because I think once you can master um, why things are happening is when you get to really have fun in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So. And you can apply that to other, you know, like a lot of recipes. It's like it teaches you to make one thing. Mm-hmm. You can't make anything else, though. But, yeah. but like those books where it's like, oh, I understand why this happens with this element. So I can cook other things and have a basic knowledge of, you know, I can make up my own or you, make it my own, basically. Do you cook a lot, Chris? I do. I do most of cooking. Um, and I I look at recipes, but I usually, you know, deviate about 75% where I'm like, I want to add this to it. Or I don't I don't like this ingredient, so I'm going to change it out. Um, but, my, I mean, we make our own salsa. Um, we started... <laughs> I know it sounds hipsterish, believe me, it's not. But we are making our own pickles. Pickle it, but only pickles. Just pickle is there a pickle cookbook out there? Oh, I'm sure there is. There's got to be. There's lots of different books on canning and pickling. Yeah. Pickle it. But I mean, I, really, I want the Portlandia pickle. It. I really love pickles, so I was like, I'm not supposed to make my own because I don't need to be throwing money down the drain. Yeah, that's that's it's, that's great. So yeah, so number number five on our things to do this summer is to cook. Something and whether it's molecular gastronomy or Wookie cookies, <laughs> baking is a science, y'all. It is it is much harder to bake than it is to cook. Yeah. Do you think that's what Han Solo calls them when he goes in the bathroom? <laughs> the Wookie cookie. <laughs> Joey, you like another Wookie cookie? <laughs> that was a good one. Oh yeah, pretty bad actually. <laughs> and um. <laughs> There's, if you're interested in molecular gastronomy, there's a lot of really cool chefs out there. Um, Grant Ashatz from Alinea and Heston Blumenthal from the Fat Duck. Uh, Dufresne. Dufresne of WD50. WD WD50. Yeah. Um, not we, WD40. No, not WD40. Not Andy Dufresne from Southern Redemption. <laughs> Dang. Andy Dropping knowledge. Swam through a river of shit. Um, and Adrian Ferrer's... Uh, El Bully. It's now closed, but it was the number one restaurant in the world. There was actually a really cool documentary about it. So if you're not going to cook anything, watch the documentary, learn a little bit about it, or just watch some Top Chef, watch them sous vide some things. Yeah. Risky move. What would you cook? Oh. oh what would, I don't cook, you first don't cook. of all. You don't cook at all? <laughs> no. 
I can make omelets and stuff. Hey. And toast. I do a mean pile of dishes is what I do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can wash those dishes fast. You can. I like it. I like it. You got to have the dishwasher. Oh, you actually do the dishes. Yes. I thought you meant like you make it, you know, like no. I just leave all the dishes in the sink and they magically disappear. No, <laughs> I actually wash them. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. All right. So that's number, that's number four, five, number five on the list. Number four, instead of staying home, say hello world. Hello. We love staying in, but you know. It's true that the summer is perfect time to take a vacation, and sometimes you just got to get out there and see some things. So number four is is say hello to the outside world, and we have a list of apps and websites to help you do just that. Do you when you book travel? Do you do it all on your own? Like what? I do it all on my own. I usually go to kayak first. Same here. Um, just because it's easiest. Uh, I've monk at all. What hip monk have you had? Hip monk. Also, this is a good one. Uh, ho- I've used Hotel Tonight, no, which is on our list. Did you have a good experience with yeah, Hotel Tonight? it was good. So for those of you who don't know, Hotel Tonight's this great iOS app that you just download it, and you're like, well, I'm in this area. I'm in San Francisco, and I think new hotels show up at noon. Noon. And if you're just in a city for that night. If by chance you attended a bachelorette party or some other kind of party and you can't drive home and you need a hotel, just whip up that app. I need a hotel tonight. Yeah. Um, and then obviously there's different things like Jet Setter, and which is like the Gilts version of um, yeah of travel stuff. So they've got some great deals, some interesting tours that you could take. Have you used Airbnb? I actually haven't. I have yeah. not. But I know a lot of people who have, and they've had great experiences. Um, I hear they're, they're going to start verifying people. So they're yeah. going to do background checks. Did we talk about this? I think so. I think we talked about this. Background checks so that everybody knows that you're, you know, a verified you're legit. User. You're legit. Yeah, there's, and then there's Supper King, which is the Airbnb for food. I think we've mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple of companies out there doing interesting things like, uh, I think it's Viable or Viable. It has mm-hmm. to be Viable. And then there's Peak. Um, and they're just kind of like, you're going, you're in this city and you want like a food tour by locals or stuff like that. And so it's kind of different, different experiences like, hot air balloon but not through a major company mm-hmm. or maybe companies doing these things this way um, but yeah food tours are one of the big things that are happening I, when Vayable first launched I saw this really cool bike tour of whiskey bars in mm-hmm. San Francisco I oh, never awesome. went on it but it was like 20 bucks for a like four hour tour that's cool yeah. I know um, one of the things that is somebody in the Viable team has ties to the Daily Show like I don't know if they were like mm. used to be on this like a writer or like a Stefano or something or um, and I know when they first launched, Jason Jones was doing horse-drawn carriage rides through Man- like through Central Park, and like I thought that would be awesome to do. Mm-hmm. And we were really cheap, but then they sold out very fast, very fast. But yeah, so if you know of some cool sources or how do you, however you plan your travel, maybe you still use a guidebook. Well, guidebooks, I I like to put them on the Kindle, and then you have all of the books with you there's probably a ton of like city tour apps i know that there's uh usually over in europe you can get you can download an app that gives you an audio tour of the city that you're in and it's based on your location mm-hmm. um so it wherever you're walking you can get some little hit, bit of history about what you're looking at yeah that's yeah. interesting that's pretty cool yeah um and i know that uh you know obviously the guidebooks and stuff but what i was gonna say was travel agents 
I heard they're making a comeback. Really? In a way that there's so many options out there and people are just like, I don't want to. This is my budget. Get me to where I'm going. I don't even want to look at it anymore. Yeah. And so I thought that was interesting. I think that's one of the main problems my husband and I have. We have so many ideas about going somewhere, but we never actually go because we can't make the decision about Um, where and what we're going to see and what we're going to do. So I'm experiencing a little bit of this myself. Yeah. We're actually going to out us here. One of the reasons we're doing these summer specials, I'm going to be out of town for a couple of weeks and... We're flying into one city, flying back from another, and we have no idea how we're getting from point A to point B. <laughs> so hopefully I'll be back. Yeah, we'll help you make it back. Let's ride the rails. If not, Chris is going to start doing two podcasts. Two podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you've got some great travel tips for us, uh, let us know. Tweet at us at Nerd Friday Show. What's like the um, what is like the destination this year? The hot, the hot destination. What's yeah, the hottest destination? I've heard, um, I've heard that one of the cool destinations this year is Croatia. Oh yeah, um, because it's, it's Eastern European. Eastern European, but it's on Sides. the Mediterranean. It's yeah. like on the water and still a little cheap. That's what I've I've heard. A lot of Europeans are going to Croatia. So I don't know. That's I don't know. What have you heard? Have you heard of any? Um. <laughs> my summer travel plans include me traveling 20 miles south to great america to ride the new the new like roller coaster I'm not going anywhere else <laughs> i don't have any other plans oh I, I actually i might be going i'm probably going to oregon in august i'm going to oregon in july i'm going for my father's birthday party i'm going for a wedding mm-hmm. let's say are you going for chris's dad's birthday also yeah awesome. small world i got an invite <laughs> invite Shit, I didn't get one. i'm going for my dad's birthday party <laughs> oh my god what's your dad <laughs> wait a minute your dad's name is what <laughs> i never get invited anybody listening <laughs> all right so on that note i guess it's time for this week's cocktail minute cocktail minute all right, so this week we're calling the it's the drink is called Hello World. Hello. And we're thinking Hello World is also um, the reason we bring it up. It's like the first program that you write when you are learning a new computer language. You always write Hello World. And so we thought this would be a drink that is sort of like the first drink ever that you've ever had. So, yeah. Chrissy, what was your first drink? My first drink, I'm pretty certain it was in my card's lemonade. Nice. I think mine was a Zima. <laughs> That's I'm dating myself. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you drank that Zima? <laughs> it was kind of yeah. I was in high school or yeah. yeah it was high school. It was like in the tenth grade, mm-hmm. maybe. So when he gave me a Zima, and I was like, so you're like, oh my god, oh my god, Somebody. alcohol. What? Somebody. Somebody. I actually don't remember. I was at a party. I think I went to one party. A high school party? (laughs) I think I went to that same party. (laughs) That one party in high school. I went to one party. Um, How about you, Chris? Um, The first drink I remember is um, I have an older brother who's like six years older than me. And I'm pretty sure I was about 14 years old. He paid me five bucks to take a shot of gold slugger. I didn't take too well to that. I think I immediately... I didn't vomit, but I, I spit up something. You need you need to ease yourself into it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just fun. Something that goes that was down easy. Purposes. That was five dollars well spent for him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so to celebrate all of these things, uh, we've invented our own version of a of a sweet lemony drink. It's great for a first timer or a hardened old timer. So you can check out the recipe it's on the blog. It's called Hello World. 
Hello World. Check it out on Is the blog. Lemon Zima Schlager. Yes. Well, I didn't have any <laughs> Schlager in it because I didn't know your story, but uh, I'm trying to think. It goes down easy. Maybe you can have a sidecar of yeah, Schlager. Like a chaser. Oh, boy. I like sidecar. That's good. All right. And so on the topic of Hello World, again, brings us now to number three. Program it. Just program that computer. Program, program your computers. Learn to code. There was a Kraftwerk song. It's like learn to code, kids. Computers. Speak that language. Yeah. That dance was awesome. Uh, yeah, I see now. <laughs> yeah, you should find this shit. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of different places to learn um, how to so code. Many. And the summer is a great. For free. You know, you've got some free time. There are some free places. There are some places that cost money also, but you can definitely find some free places. There's uh, Code Academy. Mm-hmm. It's one of them. And they've got a ton of classes from like JavaScript, jQuery, Ruby, PHP, basic HTML. And you kind of learn at your own pace. So you just like take a lesson, come back the next day, do the homework, take a lesson. So um, kind of great place for beginners. Um, there's Code School and Udacity and or Udacity. What? I think it's Udacity. There's the I also thought it was GIF, so (laughs) who knows if I'm right. Um, There's the Khan Academy, which I don't know if you you guys heard of Khan Academy at all. I've heard of it. I haven't researched it, though. So Khan Academy is a really interesting thing. The guy's last name is Khan. It's his academy, but he started off, I think, (laughs) tutoring. The Wrath of Khan. I know that was... (laughs) Come on, you, you should have said it. God. That would have been fun. <laughs> well, now you have to explain it and you ruined it. Uh, um, I ruined it. You ruined it. Why did I? Um, so the Khan Academy, it's, um, so this guy started off by, I think he was doing Skype calls with his niece or somebody like teaching her like algebra and stuff like this. And he couldn't make them like the calls a couple times. So he started recording them on YouTube and she was like learning and then like other kids were using them and it just like grew from there. And it's actually um, like there's been a few articles in Wired and a bunch of different places. I'm pretty sure NPR has mentioned it. And I want to say Bill Gates has something to do with it, too, or, you know, at least commended him for his efforts. But it's become like a really big um, resource to learn things online. And it's teachers are using them in classrooms for like kids to learn at their own pace. And they actually have a lot of different programming classes or courses and things available also. So it's kind of one of those things you kind of learn um, a lot of different, a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I think all these learning at your own pace is kind of a neat. And free. And free. And free. And Very free. Um, and then there's, I believe like MIT has the free intro to computer science and programming. I don't know if it's available all the time or if it's only available when the class is running. But there is actually um, a lot of universities are putting classes online, just like their first, you know, their intro mm-hmm. classes to kind of, I don't know. Like open courseware. Open courseware. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, doesn't Stanford offer like Computer Science 1 for free mm-hmm. online? Mm-hmm. And they get like a million people signing up for no, it. No, and they yeah. had their, um, well, it wasn't Computer Science 1. They had their Artificial Intelligence class. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, at Stanford. I... I enrolled. I made it like a class or two. I just couldn't. I couldn't dedicate the time. <laughs> you know, it was fascinating. I wanted to. I want. At first, I was like, I'm going to take it seriously, and I'm going to do this class, and I'm going to get a grade. And then I was like, oh, no, I'm. I'm just going to audit it. And I'm, gonna, 
And then I just, I just, I missed like too many, too many lectures. I just couldn't have to go back. I took the Google class last year. Yeah. Which sounds really dumb. Google class. Um, I I forget his name because it was last year. Um, it's, (laughs) it's one of the guys who's like, this is all made things you can do with Google search. Mm -hmm. And he teaches this free online course like every six weeks. And it's not really, you know, it's not him teaching it. It's just a series of videos. Um, but it, it, not only does it teach you the basics of like Google search, but it teaches you some more advanced techniques. Um, I found it because I found his blog. His blog's amazing because every week he posts a, he'll post like a picture of you just, don't remember his name. I don't remember his name. What's the blog <laughs> Google it. Do a something search. What's um, the blog name? You can't, I don't know the blog name. <laughs> All I know is that I was fascinated because it was, it was a game. It was a puzzle. Like he would post a picture of a building and the question would be, what what was the name of the building and what floor was this picture taken from? And you, the idea was to you can use Google to you know use a bunch of information to find to find that information. Huh. Or she would you know just pictures of any kind of place. And be yeah. like, Where is this? What is this building? Who built this building? It's pretty amazing. Interesting. But unfortunately, I don't remember his blog is or his it, name. Um, it's like a Gary. <laughs> There's a course That's on it right there. That Google. This guy. This guy. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, google.com yeah. slash insight search slash. Oh, we'll put the link on the blog. It's a cool it's blog. Even if you don't want searching. to take class, Power go to, searching. Go to the blog if you want to do like a little online scavenger hunt. And I, I just Googled Google search class. And that's the first thing. <laughs> you did the something yeah. search. Right. I did the something search. Um, yeah, so programming. Oh, and computer, you get a certificate. You get a, do yeah. you get a cool certificate. It was emailed to me. <laughs> did you print it out and frame it? I was going to, and then I got it. Or... checking your facts and it... find facts faster and if you're not interested in like programming your computer you could also program for your like learn how to program for your phone yeah. ios is hot mobile is the future yeah, mobile is the future or learn to program for your ds lots of different which also might be fun yeah, yeah. yes no? yes so get out there if you've got a great resource let us know about it or if you've got a great class that you think we should be taking tell us about it yeah you know, something. Amazon opened um, basically a 3D printer like section of this of Amazon now. Like all the 3D printing resources, including mm-hmm. like CAD software and, and all the materials you'll need. So you can to make your own 3D printer. Learn to, to print make your something. Own 3D printer. Great. Awesome. awesome. So yeah, program your program your stuff. Program something. Yeah, make something cool. All right, and then if that's just not your cup of tea, if that's not your game. Oh, nice. Perhaps. Oh, that's not your game. Then maybe you should, uh, takes us to number two. Just get your board game on. Get your board game on. Play some board games, y'all. Yeah. I do. I do love me a good game. A good some game Dungeons night. and Dragons. Yeah. Did you ever, have you ever played D&D? I have yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> my, wow. I never did either, but my dad was a, he had this briefcase. Um, in his office that just you open it up and had all this D&D stuff and like little figurines and as a kid it was just the, the like multi-billion sided die always yeah. always fascinating it's a dodecahedron oh I don't remember how many sides it was so is that there, well there's multiple dodeca- yeah, I don't know I just remember it was red and it was it was awesome it was red with like gold letters or gold numbers I guess I don't know I think it was red my brother and sister so your, your dad not. thought you'd play no, oh. no. Played online. Played like video That's games. Not the same. It's not the same. No. It's not a board game. No, it's not a board game. Well, We're I mean, talking about turning well, off your computer. Play, playing playing online is not, is not the same because the point of Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons was like the creative part, like yeah. creating and, and 
you know, working never, their way. Using never, your imagination. never played. Never what about played. Settlers of Catan? Always a great game. It is a great game. It gets really infuriating when nobody will trade you their sheep for your rocks. <laughs> uh, <okay>. You know <laughs> you have something to say about I, that. I don't, but you know, you you actually helped me move on to Kirkus One. Yeah. Through Catan. And I think Kirkus One's a much better game. It's, I just have no one to play it with. It's a great game. It's uh it's a lot easier than Catan and it goes faster so you can get more rounds in because that's my problem with Catan is it sometimes can go on forever. And I've also heard that that's kind of Catan is like so two, three years ago. People are moving on. Moving on to. Yeah, I mean, you've moved on. You just said so, Chris. I moved on to Carcass One. But I'm looking for. I want to purchase The Cave, which is a game in that style. Mm-hmm. But I haven't bought it yet, so I have no idea. I just heard it's supposed to be. If, it was like, if you like Catan you and Carcass like One, Catan. you'll like The Cave. Any game that's right with the letter C. <laughs> um, how about you, Christy? Is there any game that you. I do want to play um, Risk, Lord of the Rings style. We have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. I would, I would love to play that. Middle Earth. Yep. Right. Um, and Cards Against Humanity is one of my new faves. Yeah, it's like, so if you don't know what Cards Against Humanity is, it's like apples to apples, only terrible. Terrible. Like, terrible people. It's offensive. Very offensive. But I, it's cool because it's a small little Kickstarter game, I believe. Mm-hmm. They've made supposedly. $12 million. It's insane. They don't even have a, a full-time employee. It was so hard to get for a while. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find it anywhere. And then we Which is stopped. what I think actually helped part of their buzz. Yeah. Was it made it like this elite thing? Like, I bought it at a game store for $40. Nice. $40 for a card game. For a card game. Yeah. Haven't yeah. even opened it yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like we better we better have a game night. Yeah. Offensive game night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's also I was we were just told about Dominion, mm-hmm. another card game in this style of like Magic the Gathering. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of um, Ofero? The um, street. <laughs> the board game. <laughs> no, Ofero, like P H Faro. Like raw. Yeah. No, cool. I haven't, but I think I've seen it. There's a great game store, yeah, in in San Francisco. On Divis Adera. Yeah, there's a couple, but that the one, one on Divis. The one on Divis is great. There's Gamescape. Usually, usually, every time I'm in there, there's some sort of tournament of shout something. out to Gamescape. Yeah, shout out to Gamescape. You got some games you want us to try? <laughs> try them. This episode brought to you by Gamescape, <laughs> <laughs> which um, is next door to a comic book store. Yeah. Which is it's like this perfect nerd nerd central section I love it. of the street. Um, yeah, they have a lot of great games, and they all kind of look the same in that weird, like, <laughs> weird artwork. Like, if Settlers yeah, had like different artist. artwork, like, if it was, like, modern cityscapes, would it be a, as big of a hit? If it was like you had to trade your power, it would be like, you know, Monopoly. You'd be like, I need the train station <laughs> and the subway, and I'll give you my internet connection. Would it be the same? Would it be as fun? Probably not. Yeah, and if you didn't have that ye old timey game. So anyway, the reason I bring it up is I believe I've seen Ofero there. In that gamescape, yeah. yeah. They have everything. There's one. Have you ever played Ticket to Ride? 
No. I've heard of that. It's like a train. Oh, the train. It's also there. And every time I see it, it looks very popular. There's like a million expansions for that as well. So. I think there's a Lord of the Rings game, isn't there? Yeah, there is a Lord of the Rings game. There's a lot of movie there's tying game. games. There's that really popular Game of Thrones board game. Yeah. Have- oh, I'm sorry. I meant... Did I say Game of Thrones? You said Lord, Lord of, of the Rings. Rings. Oh, I meant Game of Thrones. Close. Yeah, there's a card. Sorry. There's a Game of Thrones card game. There's a bunch of different things too. I'm sure yeah. you can get some Harry Potter games and all those. Um, lots of movie tie-ins, including our favorite Dune. Dune. Mm-hmm. There's a Dune board game. You know what? Actually, there's a Starship Troopers game. Oh, really? It was from the '50s, back when Starship Troopers was a book. Uh huh. Because it is a book from Robert Island. Fathers of sci-fi, but so there's an amazing game one. that they developed. That it, it, it means a new nickname. It's a very old style. It's a Risk style game, but it's it's a it's a combat war. Actually, it's, I think it's more like Risk. Did I just say that? Yeah. Anyway, it's a really cool game. My 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 friend in college had it. We we couldn't figure out how to play it though. It was like really complicated. That's the problem. So play that and watch the Rehoven version movie. Oh, or which brings us to number one. Sorry. Your number one thing that you must do this summer. Is watch Dune. Watch Dune. <laughs> I keep telling you, I've seen it five times. <laughs> What's oh, one more? Just watch it again. All right. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of the list. So have if you good... have any other suggestions, let us know at Nerd Friday Show on Twitter. Yep. And, uh, have a great summer. We'll see you next see you week. See you next week.